Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent Disney bride Nikki Balka, who was married at the Wedding Pavilion and had her reception at Atlantic Dance Hall. And I thought you guys would be interested in hearing the story of her wishes wedding. So welcome to the show, Nikki. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, thanks so much for being on the show today. I'd like to know, first off, how you guys decided on a Disney Wishes wedding. Uh, This goes way back when I took my first trip to Disney. I was about eight years old, and I was walking through the Magic Kingdom with my, my family, and I vividly remember seeing a wedding go by, and I pointed to the the bride in the carriage, and I said, Mom, I'm going to get married here too. And she looked at me like I was crazy. And for many years, tried to push it off because it was something we never thought we could afford. But, you know, we're from New Jersey. And uh, when we got engaged, which was in Disney, we came back home and started wedding planning. And it was very difficult because in New Jersey, it's very expensive. And we were very discouraged by the options we had here. There really aren't a lot of places with a lot of character or that we're really willing to work within our budget. Our families are large. We were going to have about 300 people. And it, trying to afford a wedding by ourselves, it was just very, you know, it was, it was out of the question. We really couldn't do it. So I remember coming home and my mom saying, do me a favor and call Disney and see what they have to offer. And we did. And we got a great person on the other end for our sales team. And we found out it was so much more affordable than we ever dreamed it could have been. It actually was everything we could have ever hoped for when it was uh, time to plan a wedding. So it just made the decision really easy. It's where we love to be. And we really just want to have our entire family there and our friends there to experience it with us. So it really wasn't a question. We just wanted to do it. That's great. So now, how did your friends and family react when they found out your wedding actually was going to be at Walt Disney World? It wasn't just a childhood dream. It was happening. We got a a mixed bunch of reactions. My parents were thrilled. It was great. You know, my mom was so supportive. My dad was so supportive of the entire decision. Extended family members, it took a little bit working on. They didn't quite understand it. They knew we were obsessed with Disney. But thought we were thinking a little bit out of the box, too far out of the box for themselves. And it took a lot of explaining to do that this really was, for us, mostly an an economical decision. Besides the fact that it is our absolute favorite place to be. You know, his family, too, needed a little bit of working on. They were concerned about travel and actually people were concerned about how they were going to gift to us because it was going to be an expense for them to get there. But I can also say, which was strange enough, was our our friends were so excited. The ones that we were able to invite anyway, they wanted nothing more than to be able to be a part of it. So we really did get a mixed bag of emotions. 
That's interesting. So then how many guests did you invite and how many did you end up actually having? We actually invited about 110 people compared to the 300 people we were looking at in New Jersey. That was a a nicer number. And about 77 showed. And I think that included vendors. Oh, interesting. Okay. And so then how did you decide on your locations? You used the Wedding Pavilion and Atlantic Dance Hall for the reception. We were raised pretty religiously. So when we heard about the Wedding Pavilion, we really wanted to see it. And it really is the closest thing I think Disney has to having a church available. So it was, I mean, besides the fact that it's an absolutely beautiful facility, and that's really what sold us in the end, was that it was just so gorgeous and so stunning. And the view of the castle and the Magic Kingdom behind it was really what sold us. But that's what got us interested in it to begin with, was to kind of have a more traditional wedding. And then as far as the boardwalk, which funny enough, we left New Jersey, which is famous for its boardwalks, to go to Florida to get married on a boardwalk. (laughs) That looks like old New Jersey. But we were looking through the venues and we were really big on like having Disney touches. And we found that the dance hall is one of the most beautiful facilities that Disney has to offer. It really doesn't lend much to having to be decorated. It just speaks for itself. You know, the hardwoods, the dark colors, it's just absolutely stunning. And for the price that it was offered, we could not go wrong. That's cool. Now, did you add any Disney touches on top of that or have a theme? Or did you pretty much just go with the Atlantic Dance Hall feel? We kind of did both. We kind of had a theme and we did add some Disney touches. Our theme, I'm very obsessed with Tinkerbell. So we used a lot of greens and a lot of woody, natural kind of elements. And my husband is a big fan of Jiminy Cricket. So things like trees were and flowers were really big to us. So we used that and, you know, in our colors and our lighting. And then when it came to almost a real theme, we wanted to go about as classic as a wedding as you could get, but with just an undertone of Disney. So we used hidden Mickeys. We really felt that Mickey was the easiest way to identify something that's Disney is a Mickey head. And I love Mickey Mouse anyway. So we used hidden Mickeys um, on our cake. We used them in our flowers. They were in my bouquet. They were in Matt's boutonniere. They were there were Mickeys everywhere. And it was funny because at first you look at it and you don't see it. And then you take a second look and you'd find them. So we had prepped a lot of our guests and they were able to find Mickeys in so many things. You know, they were on the bottom of my shoes. They were in my hair. They were in my bridesmaid's hair. So that really kind of became our theme was Disney without being Disney. You know, it's not like, for lack of a better word, Disney didn't throw up all over it. (laughs) But it, it was still very much a Disney wedding. And then as far as other Disney touches, we did actually have Mickey and Minnie come to our reception which was such a a great experience because they danced with us and danced with everybody. And we also did uh, a Magic Kingdom bridal portrait session, which is only offered to Disney brides, which is such a a fantastic experience. And we did an Illuminations dessert party as our rehearsal dinner. I mean, it's the only place in the world where you can do something like that. And it was just unbelievable. That's neat. Where did you have your dinner for Illuminations? It was on the Italian pavilion. Ah. It's just stunning. Illuminations is actually my favorite thing about Disney ever. So that's actually the same show we got engaged watching Illuminations. So we really thought it was great to bring everybody to something that meant so much to us. And it was also my dad's birthday. So he got fireworks on his birthday. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's great. What a great combination and a great introduction for your guests who maybe aren't prepared for a Disney wedding, but hey, this is going to be something unlike any other wedding you've ever been to. Oh, it definitely was. We got so many compliments following it, not just about the food, because oh, we also threw in like Mickey waffles and, and Mickey Mouse Rice Krispie treats, which are my favorite. So they were just excited to see those little touches. But after the fireworks, they were just amazed that they knew this was something really special. That's great. So now what were the most and least important aspects of your wedding when it came to focusing your attention and your budget? Well, our budget was definitely really important to us because we were trying to fund most of the wedding ourselves. Where we focused a lot of our attention was actually our photography. And we really did our homework and we made an absolute fantastic decision. We went with the root photographers and Nathan and Jensi are just unbelievable. We just knew that if we had picked the right photographers for our wedding, that those pictures would just speak for themselves and could show everybody what an amazing experience it was. We just love that their candid style and their almost photojournalistic way of approaching things. So we also knew that if we picked really good photographers, we didn't have to spend so much on videography. I mean, a lot of our friends are getting married now and they're all telling me, you know, we got the video and we just kind of wasted money on it because we haven't even watched it. And we're never going to watch it again because who's going to want to watch their four-hour reception? So when it came to our videography, we actually only opted for what we thought was the most important part, which was the actual ceremony. And then letting the photography take us through the, the rest of the day. And after getting our photos back, they definitely did so much more than we could have ever bargained for. Anything else that we really kind of focused on, we did spend a lot of time on our food. We know that the biggest cost is that per head cost per person. And it comes down to the food and beverages. We had a morning wedding and we really felt that having a full out open bar, and that is the norm in New Jersey, was not really the way we wanted to go. We felt it it was a little too much. So we went with beer and wine only, which definitely helped our package price, you know, limiting that bar. And we also really spent a lot of time with the with our wedding planner creating a menu that was important to us. We had brunch. We had Mickey waffles, but we had bacon. I mean, who doesn't like bacon? <laughs> we had pasta and a beef dish. But what was really great was we were able to say that these couple of dishes are really important to us and these other ones aren't. And this is what we're looking to pay for it. What can you do with it? And we got a fantastic wedding that we're still actually getting compliments about on the food. I, mean, I can't remember another wedding that I've gone to where I remember the food being that important. That's a great tip, too. You don't have to micromanage every single dish on the menu. Pick the ones that are important to you and then set the budget and see what the chefs can come up with because I'm sure they enjoy having the free range to create something and just the budget to work within. Oh, I, I definitely agree. I mean, we didn't go for anything crazy, but we're still getting compliments on the, the couple of things that we you know really wanted. So that made us really excited. And then I'm curious to know, did you get any, I mean, maybe people aren't going to tell you because you're the bride, but sometimes people are afraid not to have a full bar at a wedding. But like you said, when it's a morning wedding, it seems like you can get away with it. Did you find that any of your guests complained about that or were they totally fine? Going into it, my parents actually had some reservations. We're actually, my family owns a bar ah. back at home. So when we were floating the idea of not having a full open bar, and again, that being the norm in New Jersey, they looked at us a little bit sideways, like, why Why are you guys going to do that? Don't you feel it might be a little bit tacky? 
And I looked at my mom and I was like, mom, it's going to be 11 o'clock in the morning. I don't need, think we need to have hard alcohol at 11 o'clock in the morning. You know, I think beer and wine will carry us through the day. So we actually went back to our wedding planner and we said, you know, I might have family with some reservations about this. Is there anything you can help us out with? And she came back to us and our wedding planner is phenomenal for anybody. Get Diane. Diane's amazing. She came back and she said, well, we'll offer you a signature drink for free. So we were able to have, they called it pink lemonade. So it was a vodka based pink lemonade that we had for free through the entire reception. So that was an option. That's great. Okay. Good idea. So now what turned out to be your favorite memory of your wedding day? And I'm going to interject here and say, it's okay if you don't say your ceremony, because of course the ceremony is the everyone's favorite memory. And I feel bad making people choose, but if the ceremony was your favorite, what was your second favorite memory? (laughs) It's funny because I floated this question with my husband not too long ago, because somebody else had asked it. And for me, it was really difficult because our wedding really was a week-long experience. You know, it was bringing everybody together to the place that we truly loved, that we wanted to share with everybody why we loved it, that we weren't just these crazy two people who run around like kids. You know, we got everybody to do it with us <laughs> and they loved it. But if I kind of had to focus, there were there were a couple of moments. We had a couple really standout moments throughout the entire thing. One of which was Minnie and Mickey coming in and dancing with us. I love Minnie and Mickey. And they came in and they did the cha-cha slide with us, (laughs) which was so cute. And everybody got to dance with them. So it was awesome. And then actually following dancing with Minnie and Mickey, my godsons who are the ring bearers fell asleep. So Minnie and Mickey went to go take a picture with them and they were passed out on the couch. And it was really funny because they were playing with that, like trying to play with them and like kiss them and they weren't moving. (laughs) So it's it's like a a moment to go down in the books. But what I can say shared between my husband and I was the moment we walked into the dance hall right as our reception started, everybody is upstairs for cocktail hour and they left the bottom open for us to come in and walk around and like take our shoes off and get a plate of food. And at that moment, you know, we were escorted in and we saw our wedding planner, we saw our photographers, we saw the DJ, we saw the wait staff, and we saw our vision just alive in front of us. And that was probably the coolest moment because planning a Disney wedding, you don't always see everything you're going to get. You know, we didn't know what our cake was going to look like until we walked in the room and it blew us away. The whole thing was just unbelievably stunning. We couldn't have asked for anything better. That's wonderful. Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? And how was it resolved? I mean, every wedding has issues, you know. Traveling from New Jersey, we actually broke a couple things getting them into the car that my parents had to kind of quick fix when they got down to Florida. You know, you're always going to have a person or two that goes like rogue on you and doesn't (laughs) do what you think they're going to do. And you just kind of suck it up and forget about it and pretend that it didn't happen and, and move on. I mean, we just kind of wish we had a little more time. We gave ourselves a a couple days before the wedding to get down there and get acclimated and get things done. But we really just wanted more time (laughs) at the end of it. We just felt like one thing after the other after the other. And then was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand but then turned out not to be? It's a huge amount of planning and people moving. And we were very, very obsessed with the people moving. You know, getting everybody to the right place at the right time and stressing to them how important it was that they couldn't miss their bus pickup or 
that they couldn't miss that monorail or get on the right monorail loop. And our wedding team is just so amazing. And they're in constant contact with everybody. And you don't realize how much they actually do that everybody was there when they needed to be there. You know, we had people, she already had people waiting to walk people through Epcot to get them to us. She had people waiting at the boardwalk to walk them through and down the boardwalk to get them to the venue. You know, every little last touch was definitely just attended to and taken care of and really taken off of our shoulders. I can say we definitely, and one thing we kind of regret a little bit is we're very big into music and we overplanned our music quite a bit. I think we overplanned it so much that our DJ kind of took it a little on the easy side. And, you know, we, we kind of regret doing that. We should have just not made it such a big deal and we should have just let it flow. Interesting. Can you talk a little bit more about what you mean by overplanning the music? We're just so particular about what songs we like to listen to and what songs we don't like to listen to that we handed our DJ a pretty extensive list. Ah. And kind of what we heard at the wedding was only what was on that list, <laughs> probably from top to bottom, as opposed to there being a little more crowd reading, you know, and, and really moving or getting people up or interjecting something new or similar. So we we felt in the end we we overplanned that aspect a little bit. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, I think of that often too when people have huge shot lists for their photographers and you think, are they going to get any spontaneous photos because everything's like ticking it off a list? And that's interesting. Music can be the same way. Right. And that's funny because knowing the roots and the way that their style of photography is, we handed them almost no shot list. They said, what do you want? We went, what do you guys want to do? <laughs> like, let's have fun. <laughs> that's cool. So is there anything else you would have done differently if you knew then what you know now? We definitely would have changed our music situation a little bit, gave it a little more room for something different. And we probably would have given ourselves some more time. I mean, we flew down on Tuesday and got married on Friday. And you would have thought that was enough time, but we probably could have used another day or two. And that really would have been great. The other thing was probably just just to remind us that it was going to be fun. It was going to be a great day and just to relax a little more, like not get so uptight leading up to it. Yeah, that's a good tip. Any other tips or advice for future brides and grooms? What I can definitely say is if you're considering a Disney wedding, do it. <laughs> Don't let somebody tell you that it's expensive because it doesn't have to be. Don't let somebody tell you that you can't do it. Don't let somebody tell you that well, you're not going to have people go because we ran into all of those hurdles trying to get there. And we found for us, it defined us. It showed everybody a part of who we were. And the people that really wanted to be there, really, they got there. And they got there with smiles on and they got there and had a great time. So if they're considering it, just have fun and do it. That's cool. Now, is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? Right now, the only place that's hosting our photos would be the Root Photographers. They featured us once or twice on their blog, probably, hopefully, another time with some more photos. So the Root Weddings blog. And then Dizzy actually contacted us, and they're potentially interested in showcasing our photos as well on their wedding site. So right now, we don't have anything that's full, but if anybody wants any information, I mean, I am more than happy to to let them know our planning process and how they can go about creating their dream wedding as well. That's cool. 
Well, Nikki, thanks so much for taking the time to share the story of your day. I think, like you say, sharing this information can help somebody who's either on the fence or maybe hadn't previously considered it. And you've offered a lot of great tips that show how possible it is to have a Disney wedding. So thanks so much. Oh, no. Thank you. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at Passporter.com and Amazon.com. <laughs>